ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day on Wisconsin On Demand is brought to you by Canopy Wealth Management, helping you achieve your financial goals with confidence. Canopy Wealth Management. Care. Competence. Clarity. It's not just a tagline. It's a promise. Go to canopy-wealth.com to get started today. David Gilrath from the three. 
haven't. I must have missed. I must have been in the bathroom before. Uh, <laughs> do, you, do you got one for us or no? I do, and it was more the fact that the defense did what they needed to do, and it was the Minnesota drive right after DK scored that touchdown, and it was the fact that they got a three and out. You had two minutes left in the third quarter. Feel like the momentum's going their way. The defense showed up when they needed to in that moment. It was just unfortunately the offense followed it up with a three and out and then decided they couldn't do anything with it. But I still think that was the one bright spot today of that defense was that drive following a touchdown. Yeah, I think I think the defense ha- had more ups than downs today. They definitely had their downs. But uh, that's Hunter Vaughn back at the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios. My name is Colin Russo. Joined on my left is former Badger punter Brad Nortman. I want to circle back to a great question that Brad Nortman kind of brought ahead earlier today in today's postgame show he mentioned if you were an objective fan fanhood aside no allegiance to any team would you rather be in nebraska's shoes with a very successful college coach in matt rule coming in probably blowing up the program and changing things to make it his way or would you rather be in wisconsin's shoes a team that really we don't really know what their identity is yet living in mediocrity they they are in a little bit of a rip current they don't really know where they, where they are or where they want to go. They don't know what's going on offensively. They don't know this. Would you rather be Nebraska with Matt Rule coming in or would you rather be Wisconsin and sticking with Jim Leonard? That is our poll question today. Hunter, we've already put that up. What, what, are, what are some of the, uh, the stats in regard to uh, that poll question we got? Yeah. Starting out, we had 128 votes on this already. We've had it up for only about a half hour. So it's doing very well. Okay. Wisconsin leading the way at 79.7% of the vote. That is saying, way too high. Yeah, I think Badger fans are ignoring the eliminating your fandom on that. And we yeah. did have normally our host of this program, while you are doing a fine job, the great host, uh, <laughs> Alex Strofe. Thank you, Hunter. He's out of the country on location, but replying in saying it's Wisconsin and it's not close. He was calling his shot there maybe about a minute after I had put that poll question up. Right, so Alex Strofe, who's on a destination wedding in Mexico, clearly didn't watch the game. <laughs> and he's talking about it's Wisconsin, that's not close. Matt Rule took Temple, and he rebuilt that program. They had two wins their first year, and I believe three years later, they were a pretty, pretty rock-solid team. Same thing with Baylor. He won one game that first year with Baylor, and two years later, they were in the Sugar Bowl. So uh, clearly, he knows what he's doing. Sure, you can talk about an NFL career. That's different. That's a cutthroat. That is a tough business to survive in. College, there's no denying he knows what he's doing. So if you're thinking objectively, sure, Nebraska's at a worse starting spot, but who's to say they aren't going to be farther ahead than what we are because they got a guy who's experienced and knows what he's doing? It seems at least Nebraska has clarity on what the path is. They know who they are currently. They know where they need to get, and they think that Matt Rule is the guy to totally blow it up break the mold we we know he has success we know he has his guys that he's also going to bring with him it's a game plan that he knows how to implement and they're going to do it but wisconsin although i know that we're in a better situation program wise stability um recent history than nebraska it seems like we're trying to borrow some of the past and try to take let's take, take take the best we can from the recent past and capitalize on some of the things that we're not sure about Jim Leonard, but we think he can implement, which is young, energy, excitement, recruitment. Players like him. Exactly, players like him. And I just don't know exactly how that's going to turn out. Now, that's that's the whole idea of it, and 
I think he is the right man for the job. We've talked about that a, a bunch on this program, and I think he's going to be successful. I just don't think it's going to be at the pace at which Badger fans want him to yeah. be successful. Brad, you mentioned pa- the, the path, and that's really all college football is. It's building off of the path. You're, you're paving the way, and, you know, Jim Leonard's sort of in that little purgatory of he's still suffering from some of the issues that Paul Christen had and his mm-hmm. staff created, but he also, this is his own team. This is... There's two sides to it. Jim Leonard, yes, he's working with a staff that's not technically his staff. But he's also a part of he was a part of that staff for many years and he knows these guys. So as a head coach, you are the head motivator. You are the the guy in front of the tunnel. You are the guy who needs to get these guys this team ready and disciplined. I understand that this is not his staff. But let's think about some of the things that went wrong to in today's game. Penalties. That last drive was completely killed, two false starts and a holding. That, that cannot happen. No. And that is a Jim Leonard. Say what you want. That is a Jim Leonard problem. you got to have your guys prepared and disciplined. The defense. Oh, this is Jim Leonard's defense, right? That's what everybody gives him credit for. How are they today? They gave up a 45-yard slant touchdown late in the fourth quarter to, to put Minnesota ahead of touchdown with under a few, few minutes to go. Is, is that a Jim Leonard problem? Yes, it is. So you're thinking about there's a little... There's a deep discipline issues. These are all Jim Leonard's guys, these defensive players. Yep. And you're thinking about the discipline on top of that. These guys played uninspired coming out. Their defense had a terrible drive for his first drive of the game. They went 80, 81 yards on the field. Mm-hmm. So that, that, that's, that's my point. I'm not saying go for Jim Leonard's head and find somebody else. I'm not saying that. But for 80% of the people to assume that Jim Leonard is where we're going to have rainbows and daisies for the rest of our for the rest of our Wisconsin fandoms after this abysmal year it, it, I think that's completely wrong there's going to be some growing pains there's going to be growing pains he has some very hard decisions in front of him yeah and, and I think that's the biggest thing and, and we don't even know about recruiting like who, mm-hmm. who is he bringing in as a recruiting coordinator how is he as a lead recruiter there's so many things that are uncertain and and they have just yet to be answered and we just we hope that he will be able to implement it as we expect him to do it. But, and, and Alex Strofe has brought this up, our other co-host. You know, Matt Rule has his guys. He's been doing college football for a long time. He knows his offensive guy, his defensive guy, his strength guy. He's going to bring them in and wash it all out and implement. It's like a franchise, right? You just implement the system. You're going to implement the system now at Nebraska. Jim Leonard's been coaching for six years. Yeah. Who are his guys? Who are the he's guys he's bringing in? Yeah. Like, what, what will he put on the program? It's not to say that it won't be radically successful, because there's a good chance at that. But we just don't know. It's not as safe as a bet as we think. And le- we've said it before. He's the man for the job. He's, he's a Wisconsin guy. He's proven it playing and, and coaching. But it's just a different animal at head coach. And I just there's no quick fixes on this team. There's no quick fixes. If... If our talent was also above and beyond, we know that we haven't been out coaching anybody. In fact, it's no. been the opposite. I also think the talent on the field has not been what it has been of Badger's past. Because at least then you could call plays and just know that, well, my guys are just going to beat their guys, right? But we don't even have the talent. We haven't had the right recruits come in to fit our system. And we haven't molded them to be the type of players they need to be. So there's a battlefield on many fronts right now. And... Jim Leonard is going to be thrown in there in his seventh full year of coaching to make all these decisions. Yeah, and, and you're right. And you mentioned being outcoached. You think about these games. P.J. Fleck outcoached Jim Leonard today. Do not get it twisted. 
They came in with a far better game plan. They came in with a lot more urgency. And they came in wanting to defend that axe. And they did. And sure, it was close. And sure, we might have been a couple plays away. But this is all reflective on the urgency of the team and ultimately the urgency that the coaches create. Brad, you've been in these locker rooms. It is all stemming from the coaching. They, they put on these, these axe game highlights in the weight room all week they got that big trophy case with a missing axe trophy yep you have to create that sense of importance that sense of we need to win this game i don't know if i saw that today did you i i didn't and inevitably your team is going to take on the personality of your head coach and then your quarterback and your main defensive player the main defensive player nick herbig fast stout playmaker tough that is generally the defense now the secondary did get absolutely burned today which yeah. is pro which was a coaching thing we did not put our guys in the right situation that was quite obvious but they, they, but they, on, they came with a game plan and they, they, they did. knew the targets yeah. and, and on offense we, we take the personality of Graham Mertz quite often which is inconsistent and flashes of brilliance but inconsistent and I'm just I, I, I don't know what Jim Leonard is telling these guys behind closed doors for, for a head coach it's setting the temperature setting the temperature of your team, rallying them when you need to rally them, and calming them down when they need to be calmed down, and it's implementing game plans and getting your coaches in the right situation so that they can coach their players exactly right. It's casting a vision, and it's implementing it on all levels. And look, he, he has not been given enough time to exactly do that. He's been put in a tough position of these, these guys were peers. Now he's above them, and he's trying to implement it. What he can do to help save this is be radical in his changes. He's going to need to be. He can't. He can't sit back and say, "Oh, Coach Ingram, I believe in you, and I think we can run it back." No, you need to have you, urgency as a coach. If 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 we, that is part of the reason. You know, what we we say all the time about you know jobs that are hard usually require hard decisions, right? Decisions you don't want to have to make. He has some decisions in front of him, including offensive coaching staff, offensive personnel, even some things on the defensive staff to look hard at. What's our recruiting look like? It's on all fronts. How are we developing guys? How are we developing guys in strength and conditioning? That used to be a, um, a, staple, a, a, of a staple of our program that we turned these guys into men. And I'm just not seeing that. I don't know where we've gotten to with it. He has a lot of decisions to make. I don't envy a lot of them, and I don't think that they're going to have any immediate impact. It's going to be a couple of years on the line before we see it. Jim Leonard, a lot of head coaching decisions he needs to make. And for a guy that's inexperienced, it's a tough spot for him, but he needs to nail them. Mm -hmm. He's Brad Norman. I'm Colin Russo. This is ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. 23-16 to 16 loss, Minnesota over Wisconsin at Camp Randall. Ethan Kaliak Manis basically played like 1984 Dan Marino today <laughs> thanks to our Badger defense, giving him every opportunity he can to be great. But one thing about today's show is we are presented by Iron Jack. Iron Jack believes it's what's inside that matters. 99% of odor-causing bacteria are eliminated with the advanced performance gear and apparel that Iron Jack designed from the inside out using state-of-the-art technology. The Silver Ion technology is guaranteed to provide odor-fighting protection for as long as you own it, love it, or send it back. No questions asked. Use code ESPN20 for 20% off your order on ironjock.com. That's code ESPN20 for 20% off at ironjock.com. Iron Jock, it's what's inside that matters. We give out some game balls next. It's ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day, live from Monk's Bar and Grill in Sun Prairie. Post-game reaction continues next. This is ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day.
We're rolling on live. It's ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. Brewed by Coors Light, presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. My name is Colin Russo. Joined to my left is former Badger punter, Jacksonville Jaguar legend, Brad Norman. We roll on here. 23-16 final. Minnesota takes the axe game over Wisconsin. A brutal loss as we head into bowl season. Wisconsin just barely squeezed past with a, with a win over Nebraska last week to get to six wins. We're going to get some god-awful, <laughs> god-awful bowl game playing God knows who and God knows where. We'll figure that out. I, we'll probably be breaking down that game in a few weeks' time. I hope so. We got a lot of questions among this team regarding the coaching, personnel, quarterback, a lot of things that need to be addressed in the near future for this Wisconsin Badger program, a lot of changes that need to be made. But in the meantime, let's get into some game balls. Who outshined the rest? Time for the guys to give out their game balls. So basically how this works is we each, me, myself, Colin Russo, Brad Norman, and Hunter Vaughn back at the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios are going to each give out a game ball to one player, one specific player or position group if you'd like, uh, of the Wisconsin Badger football roster. And uh, I'm going to let Brad start this off. Brad, your game ball goes to. Well, there's a few options I want to give it to. I'm going to give it to my guy Keanu Benton. He had he had a Great good choice. game and Great he, he made his presence felt on the inside, particularly with Herbig out for the first half. He had um, two tackles for loss. He he got credit for a half a sack, but I'm going to say that was a full sack for him. And um, you know, five tackles, one solo. He just he muddied up the middle that allowed the rest of the defense to flow to Ibrahim. To stop a guy like Ibrahim, you need a full front seven defensive effort. And not only did Keanu Benton make his presence felt, and we saw him make plays, but he was also he's attracting multiple defenders and allowing other people to get free. So Keanu Benton is the one for me. I'll be sad to see him um, head out into the NFL and uh, play his last uh, game at Camp Randall. He will be playing on Sundays indeed. Keanu Benton gets the first game ball. Hunter Vaughn back at the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios. Who does your game ball go to after today's 23-16 loss to Minnesota? I am notorious for giving it to the opposing team, and that's what I'm going to do <laughs> tonight. Oh, oh, who's getting it? That uh, the backup? Uh, what's, what's uh, it? No, it's going to be their tight end. Their six seven, two hundred and seventy pounds senior, Brevin Span Ford. Seven catches, ninety five yards. He had a long at twenty. Hurdled a couple of guys every time they needed a big catch. He was coming through, and it just pains me to do it. He was he's from St. Cloud, Minnesota. This is the type of tight end that the Badgers would usually steal from Minnesota, and he'd be wearing cardinal and white tonight. And instead, he was wearing the maroon and gold and just tearing up the defense for Wisconsin. That's yeah, a that's great a, point. That's a good choice. He was an athlete. That, oh they they mentioned him playing basketball, too, in high school. Definitely could see that. That guy, you tried to hurdle somebody at some point in the game? Wow. We could use an athlete. Twice like, oh, did we it. Could we? Yeah. I guess uh, with those two, Hunter giving one to Minnesota, which is fascinating. Uh, I'll shift back to the Wisconsin roster. You know, there's a couple of high spots of this team, including in majorly the front seven. He already gave one to Keanu Benton, very well deserving. I thought he was all over the field tonight. That guy definitely played like he had something to play for. Very happy with Keanu Benton's performance. But I'll give it to Muma John Meta. The uh, linebacker, he had that targeting call. Thank goodness that was called back. That was a terrible yeah. call, but I thought he was all over the field tonight. He was in the backfield on more than one occasion. He had a half a sack, 12 total tackles, two and a half tackles for loss. You can't ask for much of a better game than that from an inside linebacker. Uh, you know, the linebackers, especially the inside linebackers, have had their ups and downs all year. But I thought, uh, especially him in that front seven, they had a very, a very rock-solid day. 
Secondary, that's a whole other story. Ugh. And uh, we've talked about that enough. But uh, they, they've done quite a poor job in terms of uh, managing, keeping guys in front of them. But, you know, what can you do at this point? 23-16, final score, Minnesota over Wisconsin. He's Brad Norman. I'm Colin Russo. Hunter Vaughn back at the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios. We roll on. It, we're at Monk's Bar and Grill live in Sun Prairie. Good food here. I was very Great impressed food. with uh, the, the service here. We took a nice picture with the whole yep. staff. They're, 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 they're jacked up. Uh, they're fi- people are fired up We need up that here. energy. We need I that love energy love the football Monk's. field. Probably yep. my favorite restaurant in the Madison area. Absolutely um, very love good. Them. Really? Okay. I'm surprised at the size of this place. It's the first time I've been here. Uh, they, they have these interesting commercials that I see once in a blue moon. Uh, you know, I, I'm not sure. It's a very it's – memor- it's a memorable jingle. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. But, uh, you know, for those who have seen it, they'll know. But uh, Monks, I'm very impressed with the, uh, the, the showmanship they put on for us. It's been a, a very good crowd tonight. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I wish people were a little happier based on a yeah. better result. Boy, but, we were all hanging on the edge of our seats. But that last drive, it was it was complete restaurant reactions of, oh, and oh, no. I mean, it was just in unison altogether. Did you have any confidence that Chase Wolf would get it done once he got in that game? <laughs> no. I mean, <laughs> I, that, I, I just I think it's too much to ask. It's too much to ask. We, we are already disjointed. We, we already couldn't put together any sort of offensive momentum. Do you know how hard it is to be a backup quarterback, running mostly scout team, to be thrown into the offense? Different cadence, different rhythms, and to connect with the receivers? You could see it. Task. You could see it, yeah, too. It was, the offense was out of sync it was the second no, he got on the field. It was no disrespect to uh, you know, to Chase Wolf with my reaction, it was just purely the you are throwing this guy into no timeouts, um, a defense we haven't been able to do much against all game, and say go win it on a touchdown. Yeah. That was just too much to ask. So I, I didn't see. I, I mean, I didn't have a ton of faith when Mertz was in there either, but yeah. um, it was just one of those things. Now, now there is there is a couple of players that I need to talk about on the Minnesota sure. side of it before we run out of time. We finish up our pregame. At um, on twelve oh one Regent Street when our pregame yeah, uh, terrific tailgate it was today great. A and our ESPN day. College Game Day tailgate it was excellent. The last couple segments of the show, there's three Minnesota fans that are hovering right in front of Colin Russo, and these are college girls that were not wow. that were not unattractive. Wow, is this, is so, this is I've been waiting oh, for. Hold Colin. on a second. So okay. we've, we've got to talk about the most. The most critical Minnesota offensive players of the day because they made their move wow. on Colin Russo. Am I wrong? What were those? I, I don't know what the conversation was. There was three not. They were not unattractive Minnesota girls, and they were waiting for Colin Russo to be done. Colin, the floor is yours. You know, Brad Norman comes up to me in break, and he's like, I got something. I'm like, what do you got? And he's like, I want you to li- li- react live on air. Not in a million years. <laughs> Would I expect anything of this sort to be the topic of conversation? So, so, Brad, what, so what was the topic of that Brad, conversation? Brad had an eye out, and, you know, these lovely ladies from uh, Minnesota come up, and they, they say hello. We introduce ourselves. Uh, you know, me. Well, they, they had no interest in, in old Brad no, Norman. No, of course not. It was Brad all Norman's Colin doing Russo. his own thing. It's the Colin Russo show, essentially. So they come up. We say hello. We exchange. Well, hey, I'm Colin, whatever. I'm a junior, this and that, whatever. They ask about Madison. I'm like, oh, do you like it? This and that. It was a very casual conversation, Brad Norman. And to be put on the spot like this is interesting. Because Brad <laughs> did ask me earlier today if I had a girlfriend. Now I understand why he asked me. I had to I be careful. I didn't want to do anything. Because I don't. And he's not going to get me in any trouble. So this is perfect. But nice girls, they were asking me, 
about different restaurant recommendations around Madison, who they know in Madison. I was asking them about this, about that. We were just comparing, and we basically came to the conclusion that Madison is the best college town in America. That's true. And uh, we came to the conclusion that, honestly, Minnesota, nobody really likes it. You know, they won today, they get the bragging rights, but ultimately... They agreed. <laughs> I, th- I, so think what I'm hearing, and, I think Wisconsin we, and Coach we, Ingram can take a page out of the aggressiveness if, if people, of these girls' offensive playbook. Essentially, Brad is insinuating <laughs> that I was sitting there, like, spitting game, for lack of a better term. We were just talking it was, about— It was tractor beam onto you, bro. It's a compliment. <laughs> I appreciate that, Brad Norman. And, you know, can it be considered that? Maybe. But ultimately, we were just discussing— College areas, how they, what is it like to live on campus at Minnesota versus with Madison? I'm put on the spot here, but ultimately, <laughs> Brad Norman, good on you. Uh, I love that we brought that up. Nice girls, nothing to it. So, Brad, we move our second ways. No, 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 we need no. to, we need no, to no, marinate no. on this for a we minute. We move our second Hunter, separate ways. Hunter, you were, you were about to say something. <laughs> yeah, so basically what I'm hearing is that Colin Russo has that dog in him, yeah. is what I'm hearing. He's got something about him that just draws the ladies. It was like a tractor. It was the craziest thing. I was like, what are these Minnesota <laughs> college girls doing here? And they just kept on waiting and waiting. I, I took off my headset after pregame. I didn't notice they, they were waiting. And were they waiting? They were waiting. They were waiting. Wow. They, she said something. She was like, hey, hey. And like to you, you While go we down. You put, no, no, when we were done. Oh. You put something in your backpack. And then they look at me like, can you get his attention? And I just like, uh, one of these. What? And then you stood up, and then they re-engaged you. So wow. that, I mean, we, we need to take some pages on aggressive offense from those Minnesota Golden Gophers girls that were looking to strike up conversation with Colin Russo. You know, can you blame them? I'm pretty sure Bobby Knight said this as head coach of the Indiana Hoosiers for basketball. He said, let the game come to you. And that's exactly <laughs> what happened. Nice. <laughs> I was on offense, sure, but was I? There was a shot clock, yes, but I knew when to run my offense. I knew when to get into my set, and we figured it out. There's nothing to it. I didn't realize that they were waiting all show, boy, to get a crack at a conversation with me. But according to Brad Norman, that is the case. So this, you, this you, is news to me. You didn't even need to pull out your best offensive playbook for this. This one, they were just trying to give up points. Now, did and, you uh, get a number, Colin? No, I didn't. No, I didn't even oh. beg you. Oh my gosh, Colin! Colin. They, were, they were. What was I supposed? The, the, Hunter, there's three, there was three of them. What am I supposed to get? Get all, all three of them. Of them. <laughs> all three of them. <laughs> Volume. <laughs> well, I can't choose and be like, hey, I'll get your number. We're like, no, I can't That's why you I asked for they all were, of them. They, I think they were asking you for restaurants and all that kind they, of stuff because they were saying, maybe after the game we meet you out there. I think they were waiting for you to say that. I think moral of the story is, no, I did not find my future <laughs> wife at the Regent Street tailgate for ESPN pregame Wisconsin College game day. I don't think that happened. I think what I did but not for is their show Brad Norman what can happen, you know, <laughs> when Colin uh, Russo settles into his game. I think that's what happened, and I think that's ultimately the moral of the story. Would you agree? Uh, how can I disagree? <laughs> how can I disagree with that? We roll on. We roll on. Brad Norman throwing me a curveball. God, we need more of those. That was awesome. But uh, and this is uh, ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day post game live from Monk's Bar and Grill here in Sun Prairie. We talk about my experience. <laughs> we do not. We continue breaking down Minnesota's 23 to 16 win at Camp Randall Stadium. We come back after this short break. Post game reaction continues next. This is ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. From L.A. to Piscataway, this is your college football scoreboard update, driven by Metro Ford of Madison. 
What is up, Madison? I'm Hunter Vaughn. In the Big Ten, Nebraska took down Iowa 24-17 on Friday in Iowa City. Also in the Big Ten, number three, Michigan, the huge upset on number two, Ohio State, 45-23. Michigan now heading to the Big Ten championship game where they'll be taking on Purdue. Purdue winning the old Oaken Bucket on the road as they took down Indiana 30-16. Also in the Big Ten, Maryland 37, Rutgers 0. Also Illinois 41 on the road as they took down Northwestern 41-3. And finally, Michigan State, they struggled on the road against number 11 Penn State, 35-16, the Nittany Lions taking down Sparty. And also, as we've been talking about tonight, Minnesota won the Axe for the second year in a row, 23-16 at Camp Randall over the Badgers. And in the top 25 at the half right now, at number five, LSU, they're trailing Texas A&M 17-10. Texas A&M, they're 4-7 on the year. Let's head back out to Sun Prairie and Monk's Bar and Grill. Metro Ford of Madison, Madison's trusted Ford dealership. Learn more at MetroFordOfMadison.com. Live, it's ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day post game right here at Monk's Bar and Grill in Sun Prairie. My name is Colin Russo. Joined to my left is Brad Nortman, the Jacksonville Jaguar legend, former Badger punter. We are breaking down. Wisconsin and Minnesota's axe game in which Wisconsin falls 23 to 16 very ugly fashion we were talking about it in the in the break and uh, we actually thought it'd be pretty fitting for a team that kind of took us down the field a couple of times to give a second drive of the game let's get into that it's the drive of the game on ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. The Badgers punctuating and pulling away. The drive of the game is brought to you by Chalmers Jewelers, helping guys score for more than 25 years. You know, if we're talking about Wisconsin's offense, I don't think there's a lot of it directions we can go with this drive of the game. Nope. But I think if we were to talk about big drives of the game, I think there's a Minnesota one that's pretty easy for us. Hunter, would you agree? I think... In the fourth quarter, seeing that last touchdown drive led off by that 45-yard touchdown to take the lead 23-16, I think that was our best drive of the game. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. It definitely sealed the game and took all the momentum right to the Gophers. As here was the call as that game was on ESPN. Kaliak Menace again the slip. Excellent call there on ESPN. In a pretty underwhelming game, I thought. If you're a Minnesota fan, that's a big-time drive. That's a very fun oh. drive to be a Minnesota fan. If only we could have one of those once in a while, no right? Like, if only we could get one of those 50-yard touchdowns to seal a game, uh, stay ahead. But, you know, uh, you can't have everything you want, and, uh, you know, that's one of them. Well, and, and you know, all this t- talk about it's fitting that we do a Minnesota drive of the game, as painful as that is. Yeah. Look, we have to give them some credit. Think about the program that P.J. Fleck took over. There's at least some energy around it. Look, they're still not knocking on the door of elite status, nothing close to that. But darn it, they've made this rivalry competitive. And that's we 
are a lot at help on that for them as well because we have not been the team that we've been in the past. But they came in with a better game plan, Absolutely. more energy, mm -hmm. players that seemed like they just wanted it more. So seemed you like, have to give them some credit. They were acting like they were playing in a rivalry game, yep, to be honest. That's right. They played like they were, they, they were there for a big-time game. That, and I don't right. know if we were. I don't think we were. I don't think we were. I, I don't know if we were thinking a little bit ahead. And look, this season has been just characterized by distractions, right? Coach Chris getting fired. Jimmy Leonard taking over, trying to implement his thing, you know, the tragic death of a former teammate. Now the job is open, and there's all this discussion. You know, these players have had to deal with so many distractions, and there's a reason why coaches try to block out distractions, because especially with young players, it's so easy to let your mind go. They are, they're already dealing with school and friends and a social life and just life and just in general. And up, yeah. And growing up, let alone all these things in an area that should feel a bit more certain and clear. So... They've, look, they've, these players have had a hard season, and it looks like they're distracted. It looks like it. They, so, they're playing like they're distracted. That's yep. a great way to put it. So give Minnesota credit because they came out and they 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 beat us, right? Like we, we did our part to not help win the victory, but it's not like we had I wouldn't you know, say five we lost turnovers. Them, we didn't give them the game. No, we didn't. I don't they think beat we us. Because, you know, think about Iowa. I feel like Iowa, we just picked six. A blocked punt, another couple big punt returns. Mm -hmm. Like we gave them the game. Yep. I feel like Minnesota won this game against us, which doesn't really help, to be quite honest. But they just deserve a little bit of respect. He's Brad Norman. I'm Colin Russo. ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day post game live from Monk's Bar and Grill. Twenty three to sixteen final. Minnesota over Wisconsin takes the game. Brad, you mentioned a great point. Distractions. This is a season that is characterized by distractions, and that's why it's hard for guys like us to really start blaming players left and right. Because yeah. ultimately, these are young guys. These are 20-year-old guys, they're 19-year-olds, 21. These are not guys who have really got their head on completely. They don't know how to handle this week by week. They're not professionals. And they shouldn't be treated and critiqued as such. But who are professionals are the coaches. That's correct. And, you know, when you're thinking about a team like this and uh, with a team that has had dealt with so much in terms of internal stuff, it's mostly internal, and uh, on top of the on-play field and, and, and all the questions that arise from our, our play, there's so much that a coach has to kind of bring back down. You know, the temperature you mentioned. If you're a coach, you got to keep the temperature stable. You know, the temperature gets a little hot here and there. It's whose job to level it off. You've been in these locker rooms. It, you follow your lead guy. And the lead guy is a head coach. You're exactly right. One thing with, with giving players critique, I totally agree with you. When I was young at Wisconsin, particularly freshman, sophomore year, I, I still... I didn't feel like I was a big-time college football player. I didn't feel like a man at that point. There's definitely a growing period, and these are young men we're talking about. My only pushback on that nowadays is with all the NIL deals, with all the money they're making. They're getting maybe, paid. Maybe it exposes them to a little bit more criticism because they are getting compensated. However, it comes down to the head coach. It comes down to the assistant coaches and all the support within that, which includes strength and conditioning and you know the medical side of it. And the reality is they're the, they're, there's a reason why – you see Matt Rule get an eight-year deal making silly money. There's a reason why we just we talked to a Kansas fan here, Lance Leipold, it's got a reported ten-year deal. Nick Saban, um, you Kirby, know, all, Smart. Kirby Smart, all these guys. There's a reason why you give them anything they want. Why is that? Because your head coach is the it's the most important coach in all of sports. It's more important than MLB baseball manager, uh, NBA head coach, NFL. Uh, NFL head coach. All these. It is the most impactful. You are recruiting. You are game planning. You are molding young men. It is. 
it's the most directly correlated, which is why I brought up the Nebraska thing, because you all of a sudden have a huge asset here in Matt Rule. So it is the most important coach in all of college sports, and because of that, there's a ton of pressure on them. You're dealing with young, immature kids, and that's just the reality of it. So that is why... Jim Leonard, again, I believe he is the man for the job, but you cannot understate the pressure that he has on him, the hard decisions he has in front of him, and just how challenging this whole thing is and how much it's on his shoulders. An NCAA football head coach is the most important job in sports. Brad Norman says this is ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day as we roll on and close up the show next segment live from Monk's Bar and Grill here in Sun Prairie. We've had a great time today despite a bad loss. We'll be back to close up with our final thoughts next. Post-game reaction continues next. This is ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. We're closing up here. It's ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day post game. Brewed by Coors Light, presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Also presented by Ho Chunk Gaming Madison, home of the smoke free slots and the highest payout percentage in the area. Ho Chunk Gaming Madison. More spins, more wins, more funds. Open to everyone 21 plus. 1,360 machines available to play. That's a lot of machines. I don't have that many machines. I've never seen that many machines. But go play it at Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison weekday hours, Monday to Thursday, 8 a.m. to 2 a.m. And weekend hours, f- Friday through Monday, 8 a.m. to 2 a.m. You can play at any time throughout the entire weekend. As we roll on, he's Brad Nortman, former Badger punter. My name is Colin Russo. We close up today's show. We go to the text line. Hunter Vaughn's got something for us as we react and close up today's show. Yeah, got a text in from Daniel the Sloth as he said. Fascinating name. Yeah, Jim really. is new to head coaching. He's going to get out coached for a little bit. Give him time. Plus, Minnesota is a better team. Mertz should have been gone after last year, so we could have moved on by now. There's a couple of responses to that. First things first, I completely agree. Jim Leonard has not done this before. He's allowed to get out coached by a guy who has had general success at Minnesota. Would you agree with that? I would, I would agree with that. We are probably a better team than that. I think, sure, I think they're just on par with us. I don't think they're a better team than us. Mm-hmm. They were pl- close with Nebraska. They've had their good losses. They've had their, they've had their good losses. They've had their bad losses. They've had good wins. They've had ugly wins. We've had more of the same as well. Yep. I would also say that we were home. This is a rivalry game. Being a better team is not always the thing that really is the difference maker in these games. Not always. I mean, we, I said this in pregame, and it's very cliche, but you can throw the records out the window. It's a, it's we'll, a rivalry game. It's a rivalry game. We had a pretty similar record as them, to be you know quite honest, and there's a bit of irony in that, to, to maybe thinking, like, well, where is our pulse as a team? Like, where do we stack up against our rivalries and, and in the Big Ten? And I think we're coming to learn that we, we fall below them right now as currently constructed, whether it be the personnel on the field or how we're being coached. Uh, it just becomes quite clear that we cannot win these games right now. And I, I was the guest host on Will the Tausch these last three days, last week, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday before Thanksgiving. And we were talking about this. And I said, and I think it surprised uh, Jesse, uh, Jesse Nelson, our producer, and Jason Wildey, my co-host. I said, I don't think Wisconsin's going to be in the tier we want them to be, which is double-digit wins, knocking on the door of a expanded college football, until 2026. Wow. And, and that 
they, they kind of were taken aback by that. Four and years. I, and, I, and I stood by that. I said, look, what do we expect to change overnight? It's going to take time for him to undo the sort of uh, demons that have been plaguing this program for the last couple of years, particularly this year, to get his guys in there to put his stamp on it. And it's just going to take time. The guys that he recruits and the young guys in the program for him to build them up and get them to where he wants to be, to get new assistant coaches in there and have them be um, implementing his vision and what he wants his program to be. It's going to take a lot of time. So that's when I said when we fired Paul Christ, there is no easy solution. We will not turn around and be this elite team overnight. It's going to take some time. And the only way it's sooner is if we absolutely hammer the transfer portal. And I mean hammer it. And then maybe 2024, we're back at it. But it's not happening next year. And I personally don't see it until 2025, 2026, when we were the teams of old. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned it's going to take time. And you mentioned how it's going to be a, a growth process. If you're going to create your own sort of reign as a head coach and your own sort of, like, legacy, here's how you got to do it. You can't do it with the staff that Paul Christ created. If you're Jim Leonard, this is your team now. This is not Paul Christ's team. You don't need to go with every decision Paul Christ went and declare it as what's going to happen. You need to determine, okay, yes, I'm sure he's thinking the same thing. This is going to take a couple of years. I'm going to need to recruit my own guys. I'm going to need to make my presence felt in different sorts of areas of recruiting. But with that, I need to make some tough decisions now because this as a whole is going to take time. And this is whether it's an offensive position coach or it's a defensive position coach, coordinators especially. These guys are going to need to grow with me. And I need guys that are going to be willing to come in, abide by my style of play and the way I want this team to be, but also bring something new to the table. And, you know, sticking with the same guys that Paul Chris kind of brought into the light and then those are his guys, you, you, don't, you are under no obligation if you're Jim Leonard to keep those guys. But it's a tough call. You know, you're a young guy. You were on the same level as these other coaches, what, two and a half months ago? Yeah. A quick eight, nine weeks ago, you were on the same level. You were on those coordinator levels. You were in those position meetings. You were listening to Paul Christ. Now you're in the spot where Paul Christ was. It's a little weird to kind of not turn your back, but make a tough call about a guy who was really your equal a couple weeks prior. You have to implement your own DNA. And that, the decision on that is going to be on multiple different levels. right? We talked about coaching. We talked about all the support areas that make up a, a coaching staff and a staff of a total organization. My hardest year is an offseason. Okay, we went seven and six. Pretty bad year. Pretty kind of rival a year like this. Maybe not quite as bad, but we went seven and six. We got blown out in the bowl game by Florida State. That off season between then and we went ten and three the next year. Beat Miami in the bowl game, and that thrust us into three straight Rose Bowls. That first year of the year after seven and six to ten and three was the hardest off season. I'd ever been a part of. Really? I talked to Anthony Davis, who was a running back that a lot of Badgers fans will remember back in 2001. That snapped and be began our bowl streak. A year under Alvarez where they missed a bowl. They had five wins. He said that offseason was something out of hell. It was so hard. Everything about it. Is it just the readjusting and kind of it's, it's, kind of create something? Do we, do we need to be woken up, gentlemen? Well, then I'll wake you up. And, and you just push to the boundaries, physically, training, mm. everything. And you're just implementing a new standard. Clearly, we have not reached the standard that we were going to do. Therefore, this is what we do now. And so Jim Leonard has his opportunity to implement his standard this offseason. And that includes coaching decisions, staff decisions, you know, what the players should be expecting. Your culture. Your culture. 
You're, you're, it's exactly right. It's the best way to sum it up. And the only way to do that is through a little bit of pain. Yeah. And you can't – this is not going to be Paul Christ's culture a little bit remodeled. This has to be Jim Leonard's culture. That's right. And I think – and that's, Not, and this is hard. This is going to be hard. It's, it's, easy for, it's, it's easy for Matt Rule to come in and say, He's well, done it. blow it up. This is my culture. Forget everything you know. I, I, and but there are people going to be like, I know this works. He, yep. Matt Rule's like, I know this works. Yep. So you guys are going to follow me. Yep. Jim Leonard's like, I'm kind of making my own blueprint as I go. And you almost need to be over the top with your new blueprint because you still cast a shadow of the of, of trying to change it up from what you just left, right? And there's nothing wrong with Paul Christ's um, system and program, but – but you should implement You're your, your own. own guy. Yeah, so you almost need to be more intentional about it. So it's going to be a heck of an offseason. We're going to have a bowl game to be able to work through it. But um, it'll be interesting to see how we develop into it and then the decisions made in the offseason. That's Brad Norman giving his final thoughts here. 23-16 to 16 final score, Minnesota over Wisconsin at Camp Randall. My name is Colin Russo. You know, with Jim Leonard, we're going to have a lot of questions about this when it comes to bowl season time, whether they hire him next week. Do mm-hmm. you think they will? I think, I think they will. Next I time think, we're on air, I Jim think, Leonard will be the head coach. I think this time next week, I think we will have a final decision. Probably Jim Leonard at head coach. Which is the right decision. We need to put our stake in the ground, and we need to move in the forward direction. Yeah, and, I, and, and referring to the text from Daniel DeSlaw, fascinating name, he said Jim Leonard's going to get outcoached. And, uh, you know, growth is imminent, and you got to roll with the punches there. You do. And I think it's a very thin line with players, too, because these players are only here for so, so long. Which is a shame. Which is a shame. They're only here for a couple of years, one, two, three years, what, regardless of what it is. You've got to get these guys to buy in as well because they're the guys setting the standard. So it, whether it's going to be growing pains or not, Jim Leonard's going to have a lot of food on his plate that he's going to need to manage. He will, and he hasn't been doing this for very long. So if we're to believe that he can beat the odds as he has his entire life, then we can believe he can beat the odds here. Yeah, I want to give a special thanks to Monk's Bar and Grill here in Sun Prairie, being tremendous hosts to us. We took a nice picture there earlier in the day. Sure did. This has been ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day, brewed by Coors Light, presented by Pella Winners and Doors of Wisconsin. My name is Colin Russo, joined by Brad Norman and Hunter Vaughn back at the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios. Signing off, we'll see you next week.